Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. All right, Tree of Life, go ahead and get your Bibles. Open it up if you would to Isaiah 42. I want to share a few things here before we close from my heart as we're in a two-part message called Go, G standing for generosity. We spent time last week, go online. If you weren't here, see what we were able to do because of your obedience to the tithe and your generosity and the offering. And you know it takes resources to help further the kingdom of God. And we're not building a castle, we're building the kingdom. And so we're able to do a lot of things We judge and evaluate everything by the fruit that remains, and that is souls. And so we've been able to reach over 1,840 people, uh, 1,843 people directly in our services and outreach and activities here at Tree of Life, which is amazing, and indirectly, thousands more through the organizations and missionaries that we support. Today, I want to share just for a moment about opportunity. What does it look like in 2015? What lays ahead? And a lot of it is keep doing what we're doing, amen? And we can do it with greater passion, we can do it with greater focus, and we can do it with greater anointing. And so we're going to continue to do that, to be a tree of life to a lost and hurting world. But we're going to look in this passage of scripture, and, and from it, we're going to get inspired and encouraged for the things that God's asking of us. And so real quick, Isaiah in 54, Isaiah, the book of Isaiah is a very prophetic book. And Isaiah was speaking to things that would come, and we are in those days that he was speaking to, of course. And he really is prophesying in these couple chapters about the church So let's start in Isaiah 54, uh, uh, verse 2. Let me read that for you real quick. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And that sounds like a building program kind of scripture passage in it, and we use it that way. But understand that we're also to enlarge our capacity for God, not just with buildings, but within ourselves. In order for us to enlarge and fulfill the vision and purpose God has, we have to make sure we're enlarging that which is within us. Enlarge our heart and our capacity for that. Isaiah 54, 1 comes before Isaiah 54, 2. So to have this scripture, we need to look or to understand this better. Let's look back one, the previous scripture. It says this, interesting. Sing, barren woman, you who have never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than those who have a husband, says the Lord. Now understand, this is an interesting combination of scripture, but what Isaiah is speaking to, and we'll clarify that in a moment, is to the church. Because at that moment in time, the church was irrelevant. The church, in a sense, had no purpose, no meaning. To the world, the church didn't even have a reason to exist. Like, what's the point for the church? What's happening? Why is it even here? It had no influence. It had no voice. And so it was speaking to the church. This is a picture of the church. Now, let's understand it more by going to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 comes after, uh, before Isaiah 54. So it'll help us understand our passage. So if you go to Isaiah 53, well, actually, I didn't write the scripture down, but here's what it says. It's a prophetic passage of scripture, perhaps the most powerful one about Jesus. In fact, I want to encourage you to read Isaiah 53. And really what's happening here is expressing that Jesus would come and what he would do and why. In fact, you'll read things in Isaiah 53 like, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. That's prophesying about Jesus, wouldn't you agree? And so in 53, Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus, saying Jesus is going to give his life. And then Isaiah 54, it talks about a a church, a people of God that have nothing going on. And it it says this, sing, O barren woman. So understand this. Jesus died, is going to die to give birth to the church. 
to give a voice to the church, to give power to the church, to give relevancy to the church. 53 talks about Jesus coming and sacrificing and giving his life, 54, so the church can be birthed and do what it's called to do. In fact, it's saying you may have been irrelevant right now, but enlarge your territory, stretch forth your curtains because the best is yet to come. As Pastor Ken would say, you ain't seen nothing yet, church. So Jesus gave his life to birth the church on the planet. Well, so then what's the next step? Well, obviously then Isaiah 55 comes after Isaiah 54, but it will help us understand. And Isaiah 55, if you were to read it on your time, you can do that. The first thing it says in, in verse one, it says, come all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And it goes on to say things like this, give ear and come to me, listen that you may live, I will make an everlasting covenant with you. You know what he's talking about? These passages of scriptures, Isaiah's prophesying that Jesus came and gave his life to give to birth uh, the church, to give power to the church, and the church then is to use that power to reach those who are thirsty, reach those that need to hear a good word from God, amen, that need to enter into a covenant of God. It's the church he's prophesying about here. Isaiah 53, Jesus dies to give birth and power to the church and bring it out of irrelevancy and bring it to a place and on mission to reach people, all who are thirsty, all who are hungry, all who are are weary. And there's still so many more that need to hear about the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. That's what we've got to do. That's what we're to be about. That's what we do when we enter in here. It's when we come to this church that we do. We're not here to fulfill a religious obligation. We're the church. We're not here because we don't have anything better to do on Sunday morning. We're the church. We are the church that Jesus died for, that he birthed and Isaiah saw back then and now. We have a purpose and we're on mission. Hebrews 12 says this, it talks about, rather it talks about about being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses in the grandstands of heaven cheering you on. Those in the grandstands of heaven are spectators cheering you on. Understand, those in the grandstands of heaven are spectators. Heaven is where the spectators are. Earth is not where the spectators are. Come on, church. Earth is where the participators are. Why? Because we're still alive. And Jesus died to birth the church and put us on mission because there's people still thirsty. So we are not spectators on the planet. The spectators are in heaven. One day you will be a spectator in the grandstands. But until then, you are a participator. Heaven's for spectators. Earth is for participators. You get that, church. All of us. That's what we're called to do. What we're charged to do. It's what we're anointed to do, equipped to do. It's what God's asking of all of us. The spectators in heaven are keep going, reach more people. Keep working, keep building. You need to build more classrooms. You need to build more nurseries. You need to uh, build a special needs room that's in our heart, our vision. You need to help the poor and feed the, feed the poor, the hungry, clothe the naked, restore more marriages, grow up more champions. That's what we're here to do. And what does the church look like? Ephesians 1, 22 to 23, 22 to 23, the message paraphrase says this. I want you to listen to this. He is in charge of it all, Jesus. He is in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. What's at the center of all this? Christ. Oh, this is just kind of man's plan and scheme. Oh no, Christ is at the center of all this. Understand it, Christ is at the center of all this and it goes on to say this. The church you see is not peripheral to the world. Wow, 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 wow. The church is not second to the world. The church is not, uh, takes a place behind the world. The church is not insignificant in relation to the world. The church is not peripheral to the world and I'm tired of the church living like it's second to the world. Jesus is the head of the church, amen? And Jesus ain't second to nobody. Forgive my grammar, but it's the truth. 
He is not second to anybody. He is the center of all this. He is not second to the world. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. Amen. So why don't we live that like that? Why don't we live that way? I can be so worried about being politically correct. I don't care what the, the, the social economic system is, or I don't care about pop culture. I don't care about popularity. I don't care about the, the politics of the day, the economy of the day. The world is still second to the church that Jesus died for. So my Bible says, the church is Christ's body, amen, in which he speaks and acts, and by which he fills, fills everything with his presence. He tore down the wall. He's the center of it all. That's why the church exists. We need to be on mission, living our life as a church like the world is peripheral, second to the church and not the church second. That's why we can do the programs that we're doing. That's why we can march confidently into our our, our neighborhoods and our workplaces and, and our communities. That's why we can march, in, march into places that people would say closed the people say, no, we don't work there. You can't work there. It's impossible. Stay out of that. That's why we can go to countries that, that, that are closed. We can get, the church is not second to anything. Because Jesus is the head of it. And he died birthing the church and empowering the church and giving us a mission. Christ rules the church. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Why? Because it's not second to anything. It's not second to anything. I want you to picture it this way. Is if we really truly believe that we're not second to anything, if we really truly believe that nothing will prevail against the church, if we really believe that the world and everything else is peripheral or second to the church, then guess what? You're on the winning side. You're on the winning side. You're on the winning team. You know what that means to me? Hey, have you ever been in the winning team's locker room? Man, they're fired up. They're standing on their feet, they're high-fiving, they're jumping, they're shouting, they're pats on the back, good job, way to work hard, good job team, way to go. The winning team's locker room is crazy, it's like a party all the time, a celebration. You ever been in a losing team locker room? It is nothing like that. It's sad and depressing and woe is me and we're never gonna win and what, why even go out there again and we always get beat and all that. Hey, listen church, we, we, we live in a winning team locker room, hey, amen? We come here. You know what? That's why we jump around on Sunday morning. That's why we high five each other. That's why we celebrate. That's why we shout. That's why people whistle really loud, which I wish I could do. That's why people, whatever they do, why? Because it's the winning team. We got lots to celebrate, amen? Because we're not peripheral to anybody. We're the church that Jesus died for, to give birth to, to put on mission. It's what we do. It's who we are. Listen, I read the end of the book and we win because Jesus won. Jesus at the center of it all. Let's go back to Isaiah. Got one more thing to show you and then we're gonna, let me give you a little bit of things that's coming up. Here's what it says. I want that in the NIV, Isaiah 54, two in the NIV. Here's we go. Enlarge the place of your tent. Say enlarge. enlarge. Stretch your tent curtain, say enlarge. We'll get to stretching in a minute. He says, enlarge means to make bigger or more extensive room. You've got to make room, more room for God. And I'm not just talking about physical, but here we go, the, the building plan. I'm talking about enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge your heart for more of God. That might mean you have to remove some clutter. It might mean you have to get some priorities straight. It might mean you have to see the church first above the world where we've let the world consume our heart. 
And so you need to enlarge your heart for more of God. So we have things coming up we need you to get involved in so you can remove the clutter from your heart. In March, we're launching a whole bunch of life groups. We're launching life enrichment classes. We're launching growth track. Why do we do that? So you can remove the clutter from your heart and fill it up in a greater capacity with God. Amen? Enlarge the place of your tent, your marriages. You need to work on God being the center of your marriage. You need to go to Married for Life for all the things we offer you. Why? So you can enlarge your marriage for more of God. Your children need to be in children's church and student ministries, and you need to come and support that. Why? Because you need to enlarge the place of God in your children and in your parenting. Your finances, why do we give? So we can enlarge our capacity for more of God in our finances. He says give. So if you hold on, what are you doing? Limiting God in your work, in your life? You determine how much God fills your heart, fills your life, fills your marriage, fills your finances, fills all that by how you live your life in accordance to his word or not. So we need to enlarge that. We have to do that before we do the other. We have to enlarge ourselves before we can do anything else. And we said this already, that for this to be your best year in the natural, it has to be your best year in the spiritual. It's the only way it works. Amen. So we're going to enlarge our hearts. I want you to know that we're going to continue to do some things like with special needs. We continue to grow that ministry slowly, but purposely, prayerfully. It's a very special, unique one. We want to be sensitive to its needs. We had a special needs expo this year that had over 300 families attend. We thought, we wonder what the need might be. A tree lifer came and approached and put it together, and we helped her do that. We thought, I wonder what the attendance is going to be. We never fathomed over 300 families coming in attendance. There's such a great need. We're going to enlarge our capacity to minister to them in a greater way. We already have these. You've heard that these last few years. We've talked about it. We're keeping that moving forward. Keep praying for that. Keep praying for that. Keep making room in your heart for it. We're reaching out to the other communities around us with small groups and things. So enlarging our ministry in other areas, other communities, be a part of that. I want to give you a picture real quick, and you guys will know that we've been building a building picture, our building campaign, and if you haven't had an opportunity to get on board, it's time to enlarge your capacity and get on board so we can enlarge the ability to minister to more people. The red box is the slab we just recently poured right before Christmas. We have the money to build out that room, and you'll see things start happening very, very, very quickly. And so if you're not a part of the capital campaign, I'd like to encourage you to do that. You can pick up information at the Welcome Center or back at those tables. But once that project's done, we're already thinking ahead to the next project because we're paying as we go. We're not incurring any debt on there. We have the capacity to enlarge and not incur any more debt if everybody's willing to do their part. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay, because we're not peripheral to anything. So we're going to move forward in God. And so that's going to enable us to expand our children's ministry or, or move around our children's ministry to open up some more classrooms and take the pressure off our nurseries and stuff. But also it's going to be a multi-purpose building that we're going to do so many other ministries in there throughout the rest of the week and the evening. It's going to expand our ability, enlarge our ability to minister to the community do things here. A new opportunity for everybody. We've shared this a few weeks ago, but we've been approached, we've been approached by the Kamal Independent School District along with Oakwood Baptist Church and the Church of the Nazarene to put together a program, an after-school program. And can I just say that we approach the school districts all the time and don't have a whole lot of success at times, but when the school district approaches you, God's doing something. Amen. When God, when they're seeking you out, God's doing something. We're enlarging our ability to get into the school districts and work within the community partners with other organizations and churches as well as the school district. So I want you to see the result here on the screen. We are here at the New Braunfels Kids Club and I'm with 
Janae Fuller, the director of the program here, and Pastor Brett Mosier from Oakwood that helps oversee all this, and the community ministry pastor there. And so we have a great opportunity, Tree Life, to partner with the program here at New Braunfels Kids Club Oakwood and several other churches to provide an after-school program at Morningside Elementary to invest our time, energy, and resources in the lives of some kids and their families. And so I'm really excited about that, and I'd like for them to tell you a little bit about what we're doing. So I'm gonna give Janae Fuller an opportunity to share what Kids Club is all about. New Braunfels Kids Club is working into its 10th year. Uh, our mission here at Kids Club is to help our kids uh, know what it's like to have an abundant life according to John 10.10. The way we do that is uh, receive the kids after school. Uh, we take care of them just as, as you would take care of your own kids coming home from school. You give them a snack, um, help them with homework in a small group setting, uh, read with them one-on-one, -on -one, and then um, play some games. We have a chapel time uh, to where every one of our children uh, receives their own Bible. We teach them how to use it. Uh, they have a, a memory verse that they, they memorize each week. Um, we apply that to their everyday uh, lives. Um, one of our key verses here at Kids Club is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we teach them what that means and how to apply it in their everyday life. At the end of our day, we uh, feed them a home-cooked meal before we send them out the door. That's incredible and a great investment in these kids. So the program's been around for a number of years and Oakwood has helped get that started and continues to be one of the driving forces behind it, but you can't do it alone. And so you've asked people like Tree Churches to partner with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that partnership? Well, I just say that we've been praying for a long time just to have more and more churches involved and it's been neat over the years to see we have, you know, probably volunteers from about a dozen churches, but this partnership with Tree of Life is going to be really special because it's at Morningside Elementary, kind of in y'all's backyard. And so really, we look at it as Tree of Life, New Braunfels Church of the Nazarene, and Oakwood adopting this one campus together. So we're, we're excited. Yeah, amen. And that's the great thing about it, all of us coming together to really invest in these kids in the next generation and share the love of Christ with them. So Tree Life, open up your hearts to see what God would have you do, and let's all join together to bring a better quality of life through the love of Jesus to all these wonderful kids. Hi, we're here at Morningside Elementary, right around the corner from Tree Alive, where we're partnering with Kamal Independent School District, as well as uh, Oakwood Church, New Braunfels Kids Club, and the Church of Nazarene, to invest some time and energy and resources in some wonderful kids. I'm here with Principal Thomas, and uh, looking forward to a great partnership. Well, could you tell us why Morningside? Absolutely. Our parents, like all other parents in the district, want what's best for their kids at all times. But sometimes we have some parents that are maybe single families, maybe struggling to work two jobs to meet the needs of their kids. We also are blessed to have a group of um, English language learners on our campus. And so sometimes the parents are also English language learners. So that having those additional resources or all the things they need to be able to feel like they're being the best support for their child is sometimes a little bit difficult. So we're hoping that bringing in volunteers and starting this program adds to what the parents are already doing at home to support their kids and just gets them prepared for that next step in life. Great. What a great opportunity to come together and partner together yes. for the sake of these kids and give them a better future. We are excited about the upcoming opportunity. And so thank you very much for opening up the school and allowing us to come partner with you. Thank you all. We appreciate any support you can give us. You'll love our kids as much as we do. All right, Tree Life. So go out and get signed up. All right. We're here. <laughs> all right. Go get signed up. We'll see you after school. <laughs> great place to serve. Again. Let's not squander the opportunity presented us to be able to do that. And ideally, this is the pilot program, or then one of these can be implemented in every elementary school in CISD. But we made it very clear to the superintendent that we won't 
get involved unless we can provide uh, a faith-based curriculum, a faith-based, you know, with the Bible. You heard to get a Bible, you have chapel, because Jesus is really the answer. And they said, no problem, we understand whatever you want to do. So praise the Lord for a school district to say, come on in and bring all that with you. That's awesome. Exciting. Many, many ways to serve and get involved. This is the year for you to not be a spectator but to be a participant, amen? So find a way, a place to serve. All kinds of ministries, we're expanding and growing. Uh, we're also gonna continue some of the things we do around the country, uh, sponsoring things with uh, Champions Network, which is the organization established by Joel Osteen. In fact, uh, David and Lala found us when looking for a home church uh, by going on uh, Joel Osteen's website, look at the Champions Network and finding us here at Tree, as many other families have. So we're gonna continue to do that as this 10 years, uh, Champions Network celebrated 10 years of having nights of hope around the country and have had seen 1.7 million people born again. And for the last several years, we've been a part of that. So we're gonna continue to find ways, amen, that's awesome. I think that's amazing. We got a part to play in all that. That's pretty great. And as you'll remember, we participated in San Antonio last year and saw 5,000 people come to the Lord. And again, several have come here from that event alone. So many opportunities to expand ministry around the country um, as God leads and directs. And then certainly uh, around the world. We have to have a heart for the world, a heart for missions and the lost and hurting around the world, not just in our community and our nation. And so there's great opportunity out there. We support several missionaries. A lot of what we do is through Audible De Vida. And so Pastor Jeff gave us kind of a little bit of what it might look like or what it will look like in 2015. Um, so let's hear from him quickly here on the screen. And then let me talk a little bit about that and move forward. Hey, Tree of Life. I just want to thank you guys again for your generosity. We are here at Audible De Vida. We just wrapped up. Uh, our night of prayer and worship. That's what we're doing on the Wednesdays during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And it's, it's really been a real powerful time for us. And always beginning of the year, uh, we're just seeking God's direction on, on what he would have us do for, for the new year. Uh, last year, I was named to a governor's council called the Family Council for the State of Guanajuato. I'm part of a group that proposes and develops uh, the programs that are targeted to families in crisis, the poor. We've been working hard to get our Family Life Center officially recognized. And so uh, as you heard in the update on last Sunday, uh, we've been able to, to make that happen. And so part of our vision for 2015 is we really want to expand what we're doing to help the poor, to uh, be more involved in the community, with social, social services, uh, feeding the poor, working with the orphans. Um, and we, we now work with two orphanages that, that God's really put in our heart and a school for Down syndrome kids. And with the formation of our Family Life Center, legally recognized as a nonprofit cor corporation that opens the doors to a lot of assistance and a lot of funding, a lot of resources that the government has along with uh, some different programs that we really want to uh, work with was uh, that the outreach that we've been working in for over three and a half years. Um, our focus has primarily been on kids and teenagers uh, and we had our first meeting with moms um, a couple of weeks ago which we had uh, about 80 people that came to that. And so we want to expand that ministry and uh, work with the moms but not only that uh, there's a program that the government has that we will have access to, and it's called a uh, School of Parenting, 
we want to expand what we're doing to really make an impact on families. And, um, and as a church, uh, the church is doing really well. Uh, so we've, uh, we've grown quite a bit. Uh, we have small groups now, um, different ministries for, for teenagers, for women's ministry, men's ministry, marriage ministry. And all of those things have kind of come together. And so the church is doing great. And we've got a lot of excited people that are ready to jump in and be a part of what God's calling us to do uh, as a church, not Bolivia, as a tree of life to a, to a lost and hurting world. And I really want to encourage you guys to sign up for the trip coming up in July. So we've got uh, some big things planned during that time, and we look forward to working with you and seeing you here and just having that experience uh, to work with the people here. So we love you guys. We thank you for your support, and we will see you soon. Lots of great opportunities, amen? Hey, you're making a difference. You're making a difference. And, and as he mentioned at the end, we have a, a mission trip, our mission trip coming this July. And there's a table out there with more information on it. So you can take the information, pray about it, see if that's the one for you to go on. You certainly can give and continue to pray. Uh, the church is growing and expanding. Uh, the outreaches are growing and expanding. We're blessed to have a hand in that. The Raymond Bible Training Center, Leon, has 17 students in it. And so they're doing great, getting ready to they'll finish up another class this year. And so we scholarship three people, the church administrator, the, the children's director, and one of the pastors in one of the colonial churches. I'd love to expand the scholarship opportunities, uh, but we'll see what God is asking of us in partnering with our sister church there in, in Mexico. Uh, many great things are going on. And then one other thing I'd like to share with you this morning is most of you know, my wife and I, I took a trip this late September, early October to the country of India. In January, almost a year ago, we sat in some meetings with Pastor Jim and Tam McGrath, who pastor Faith Family Church, and they shared the vision, the things that they're doing in India, and it really just dropped, a seed dropped in our heart. Never had any desire to go do that or anything, but something stuck there and wouldn't go away for months. And then all of a sudden, we get a phone call from them inviting us on a trip, and we really felt the Lord said that we were to go. And during that time, God really did some stirring in our heart, and ever since we've been back, about the possibility of beginning ministry over there, partnering with Faith Family Church, Indian Evangelical Team, and being a part of what's established there. Um, uh, the Faith Family Church has been involved for many, many years. Uh, Pastor Jim uh, has been, uh, was the missions director for John Osteen at Lakewood, and of course his wife Tamara is uh, one of John Osteen's daughters, and so they're really carrying on what John Osteen established over there and working with Indian Evangelical Team. The head of it, P.G. Vargas, began, uh, well, he was doing ministry, but he was Pastor John's interpreter, and that relationship grew, and out of it came just a great ministry, and now today a great ministry opportunity for you and I. And so there's uh, a church planting, up, church planting movement happening. Uh, they have some targeted unreached people groups. They have some missionaries ready to go. They have a great plan, a great support system and structure. They're just looking for some churches that would be willing to get, in, get on board with them and help move forward. They're, they're particular asking us to consider prayerfully being a part of a church planting movement with the Namadi people. There's 1.4 million of them. They're completely unchurched and they have some missionaries ready to go. And so there's a lot more to that. I'm going to tell you of an upcoming meeting we'll have in here for those who may be interested, but just really, uh, really want you to just be open your hearts up to see what God would have us do as a church. But I'd like you to hear just a brief uh, message, a welcome message from the founder of Indian Evangelical Team, P.G. Vargas. Hey, Tree Life, I'm here in Delhi, India, and having a great time wrapping up a phenomenal trip. And we are here with the president and founder of Indian Evangelical Team, P.G. Vargas. 
PG and I go way back, but we didn't really remember that. But 18 years ago, I led a Tree of Life youth missions team to Tampico, Mexico. And in a very poor colonia, our teens performed a drama and then prayed for the sick. And the guest speaker that night was PG Vargas. And then when this trip to India came up and we were invited by the Grafts, uh, I didn't put the two together. I had forgotten until I came to speak to the church planters. And I looked over at PG and I asked him, Were you ever, did you ever do ministry in Mexico? And he said, yes. And I said, was it in Tampico? And he said, yes. And then I knew that 18 years ago, God had crossed our paths. And now here we are doing ministry together in Mexico. So I asked him just to greet you um, from, from him and his wife, Lily. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so happy that I could come to you. I wish you would be here with me. Come to the villages of India. At least your pastor is here. He will come back and give you a wonderful report what he saw, what he felt, and how God spoke to him. And may God bless you. Walk with God and see what he will do for you. Nobody will treat you like Jesus. He said, good God. I'm a Christian for the last 42 years old. 42 years. I'm 72 years old. I can testify that God is a faithful God and He's a good God. He's a kind God. May God bless you. I'll be seeing you sometime the next year. Amen. It was an incredible time. Go ahead and turn to Isaiah 54 again. We're going to close with this uh, one last thought on the scripture, but um, you know, I, this is amazing. 17 and a half years ago doing ministry in Tampico, Mexico with PG and later, I just believe God just led us there again. I was talking about it and just before service to one of the people that serve in our uh, production team, Art, uh, he remembers he drove the van on that trip with PG. And then the director, or kids club director, uh, Janae Fuller, uh, Tree Laffer, she was one of the teenagers on that team and obviously there was many others here. So I, I don't know what God's speaking. We're gonna get some clarity on that. I feel the leading of the Lord to just advance in that and see what he would say. So I wanna encourage you guys to be in prayer for that and see what God would have you do. But we'll bring more to you later. You know, as we close this service and we look about what comes ahead this next year, uh, we just wanna keep doing what God's asking us to be a tree life to lost and hurting world. We're gonna enlarge our, our ministry opportunities and enlarge our, our campus facilities and we wanna enlarge our hearts too. But the only way that happens in accordance with the scripture is the next line. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. And it says, stretch, say stretch, stretch, stretch. And that's a key word right there. And really what I want you to get this morning is that in order to do what God's asking us to do in life and in ministry, it takes stretching. If we keep doing what we did the year before, we're not going to grow and fulfill what God has for us. And to stretch means to be capable of being longer and wider without tearing or breaking. God's asking you to stretch, not to break. If you're obedient and you stretch, then he'll take care of you. Understand this, I'm not a runner, but I don't like stretching, but I hear all the time that runners, if you don't stretch, you get hurt, right? And so if you're stretching and as a runner, you lessen the likelihood of of injury. But understand, when you stop stretching, you get tight. There's, that'll preach right there. I'm gonna preach that the next time we talk about tithes and offerings. When we start, when we stop stretching, we get tight. And when you're tight, you're more susceptible to injury breaks and tears. That, that's the reality, isn't it? It's a spiritual principle as well. But when you stretch, you enable yourself to go farther. You enable yourself for a greater capacity, don't you? And so I want to encourage you guys, and this is a very powerful passage for us, enlarge our territory, enlarge our capacity, and stretching will enable us to do that. So you just stretch a little bit. Just stretch beyond where you were last year. 
and you'll have a greater capacity. We should stretch so we can manage more, amen? But when we stop doing that, then we tighten up, and that's when injury and things like that come and happen. And then it goes on to say this, it says uh, to lengthen. And so when you stretch, you can go longer, but will you? Will you is the question. And then it closes with this, and then it says uh, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. You know what we need to strengthen here at Tree Life is our faith. Enlarging, stretching, lengthening strengthens our faith, and we are people of faith, amen? We believe in the word of God. We believe he is who he says he is and he does the things he will do. We're gonna enlarge our capacity. We're gonna stretch, go beyond where we went before and then we're gonna go do longer things and, 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 and last longer and then we're gonna build our faith at the same time to be strong because there's a real enemy out there and we need to be people of faith, amen? And the Bible says that we walk by faith, not by sight. We fight the good fight of faith and it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen. So let's all stand to our feet. Tree of life. I know this God is a good and faithful God. What a great time to come and, and, and join together this morning in faith and, and hear the vision for the future. Be prayerfully considering that. Stretch yourself a little bit. Stretch a little bit more than the year before. And we'll see God do great and amazing things. So every head bowed, every eye closed. The most important thing we do, the reason why we exist is to give people an opportunity to know Jesus Christ. Everything we do Everything we're about is so people can come to the knowledge of Christ and have their life changed forever, for all eternity. On the chance there's one here this morning that doesn't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, it is why he died in Isaiah 53. He died, he gave his life as a sacrifice so you could live eternally. So he died for your sins to be washed away and forgiven and to give you a new life. So if you're here today and you cannot remember a moment in time that you intentionally or purposely invited him in, today is your day. Be sure before you leave. In just a few moments, I'm going to pray a prayer of commitment. I'm not going to ask anybody to come up front. But if this morning you're here and you'd say, you know what, Pastor, I don't know that I really invited him in. I don't know if I was intentional in extending an invitation. I don't know if I've ever asked him to come in. Or maybe you do know for sure. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.